Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy. Hashtag fuckheadies. That's magnificent. Hello, John. Up and down. Well done. Bye bye. Viva Arteta! Viva Arteta! Viva! Viva Arteta! That's something new, isn't it? Yeah, you weren't expecting that, were you, chat box? Hello, and welcome to Big Camp Wonderland. It's a special. We have a new manager. Um, welcome, everyone. Tonight, I'm joined by Danny the GFB. Say hello, Dan. Technically, Mr. Davis is like calling you Davies. That's not actually right, is it? The GFP is my car, and it's been up on a ramp at the garage in Huntington since June. It's still there. Oh, it's actually, I've taken the private plate off it. The GFP is on nothing at the moment. It's on retention. Oh, Jesus. Right. Okay, leave there. Also joining us, we have the one and only Dirty Dirty Pirate. It's the Carpenter. Say hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. I love you for that. (laughs) (laughs) If John's not here, someone's got to do it. So, absolutely, pal. Absolutely, right, lads. um, We're not going to go through the whole um, uh, chat box thing today. Hello, chat box. Thank you for joining us. We love you all. You know that. You don't need me to do it every time. You don't always need a finger up the bum, do you? No, you don't. Um, First of all, my first question to Chris. Chris, we have a new manager. His name is Mikel Arteta. Will he do a job at WBA? Well, that all depends if West Brom get promoted, doesn't it? <laughs> so, you know, that's all I'm going to say about that one. I had you, I had you, I, I knew it was coming, and I had that one lined up. So, yeah, good man. Good man. To be fair, um, followers of uh, a big campaign in London or the history will understand that. Right, Dan, the next question is for yourself. And this comes from the magnificent Nicky Wilson. And Nicky Wilson says, Jace, don't let... He was searching for um, Mikel Arteta on Google. And he said, don't let Danny change his mind on this. And he's pulled up an old tweet of yours straight off Google. And you say, F off Arteta. Don't dare bring your Lego head nonsense to Arsenal. If you gave an F about becoming Arsenal manager one day, then you should have retired, become an Arsenal coach... And worked your way up rather than jumping ship for oil money. To which Josh replied, Vieira incoming. So, what have you got to say for that then, Danny? It's a setup. I've been framed. How did I know Google were going to get the only bloody thing I've ever said bad about someone? I'm joking. Here you go. Look at that. I'm on bloody Google. How? There. That's not right, is it? I mean, there's Lego people. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a right wrong in there. I look like a communist who doesn't like people with hair made of Lego. It's ridiculous. I'm getting rid of that now. I'm ashamed. You look, you look like a Corbynista. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah right. I obviously, I obviously didn't mean it, Michael Artes. If you, if you're listening and or watch, which he, if you, if you're watching, because uh, you're not a nonce and you don't have Lego hair. You've got wonderful hair and you're a wonderful human being. Hello, Sean. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't acknowledge us you want a fee for coming on oh talking of fees Jace look at I that Jake Taylor Jake Taylor smashed in with the donation and he says excited well he actually says exited by his press conference but Jake we've all been there and we've all misspelt it excited by his press, con- press conference in Arteta we trust I like that I like that a lot um, okay first of all guys you know there's been lots of uh um, over the last few weeks, we've all discussed who we'd like as manager. Um, I've got to be honest with you, Mikel was not my first choice. In fact, he's pretty low down on my choice for manager. But now he's here, you know, fingers crossed, he's the right choice. Um, Chris, to you first. First of all, who did you want as manager? And what are your thoughts on the appointment? Um, I did something a bit rare this this with this one, Chase. Uh, I um I stayed very quiet, which is um not always something I'm no, it's not always something I'm blessed with. But um, 
I won't go into too much on on how Twitter is at the moment, but it's a very vile, toxic place. And um, if you wanna, if you want some light comic relief in, on, on behalf of Arteta's appointment, do, do check out Darren Berry's timeline, where he has absolutely rinsed some <laughs> some nomad excuse of an existence human being who uh, I think he said oh, Arteta's moved to Arsenal off because so and so clock end from N five didn't like it. Or Brilliant, do check it out. But um, no, I mean, was he my choice? I've come, I've come around to it. Um, my choice wasn't a popular one. I, I thought Ancelotti would have been a good fit personally. Um, and I know a lot of people said that that wouldn't be because he only deals in finished products, etc. and so on. And I get that. You know, I do. Um, I do understand that he is a bit of a finishing manager. But what he also is, is a calm stable presence he knows london well he knows the club well from managing when he was at chelsea he knows the league um and he, he's quite familiar with quite a few of our players which a lot of people have overlooked as well so i just felt he was a a safe appointment and and to a degree i actually give um i don't want to give the arsenal board too much credit because that's always dangerous but uh, i do I, I do think they deserve some credit in that sometimes it's very sometimes it's hard in life to admit you're wrong. Um, I know that better than most. Um, but I think that I think the Arsenal board have held their hands up here. Um, it was clear that they wanted Arteta originally, and they went with with Unai. And, and okay, there's a bit of a Gazidis factor in that. And I know it wasn't exactly the same people in charge then, but maybe they've they've seen that actually he was a good candidate. He was a a strong candidate for the job. He, he obviously interviewed very well, and he ticks a lot of boxes. The the one thing I hope now. In, in, in terms of is he the right man um it's, it's that wonderful word that that uh, tim payton likes it's patience now you know it, it's a it, it's a question we need to get behind this manager um be interesting to see who he appoints i don't know if that's been announced yet i must admit i haven't looked on the website yet but i hope he keeps freddie on board because i think that would be a good move i'd like to see someone like robert perez come come back as a more full-time member of staff not just a, a guy on the road and I'd also like to see some fresh stuff. Um, I think there's a couple of Man City people that we're trying to to scavenge out of the woodwork. That would be interesting. But yeah, he, he's 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 come from good stock. Um, you know, my my side of or my views on Guardiola aside, you know, he's clearly a very good manager, and and he's learnt from him. Um, and I think the one thing I'll draw a line here. The one thing I think that people are going to be quite surprised about with Mikel is he doesn't take any shit from anybody. He, he's, um, I think he's a good, strong presence. And whilst he might sound a bit monotone and a bit, you know, tone the party line, he may not be the most charismatic manager in the world. What we what we need right now is not somebody who's going to be Aubameyang's best mate, not somebody who's going to pander to Ozil throwing his gloves off, not somebody who's going to, uh, you know pat Xhaka on the back and say, don't worry, you tell our fans to fuck off whatever you like. We need a proper manager who's going to put his his imprint on the squad, who's going to have new, fresh ideas, and hopefully is going to, over time, next 18 months, trim this squad, filter this squad, get rid of some of the, the players that clearly it hasn't worked, and bring his own appeal. And what better way to start than against his other former club, um, probably the other club that he made, you know, is most famous in. So, I wish him the best of luck, and and I'm, I'm I'm choosing to be positive uh, just for a change, um, and yeah, not like you, bro. No, he he needs he doesn't just need to the end of the season, he needs a good eighteen months before we can really look at this, and I, I just hope that we're not in the same position we were in after eighteen months with with Unai. That that would be my only concern. I agree there. I think I, I think for any fan now in the next, you know, this season, the rest of the season, we don't need to see a massive amount, but we do need to see direction and a stylistic change in what we're doing. I, I think a lot of these players, okay, with with good coaching, with a, a clear direction, players who aren't performing at the moment will start to improve, and that will be um, that will be interesting. Um, the magnificent Julian Nagelsmann, all the way from Leipzig. Um, and he donates and he turns and says, I'm Monsieur Davis and Carpenter. I don't feel so well. Are you missing John? If you're missing John Welsh, that's not my fault. But, um, uh, John, John's still at work. Josh, jo well, Josh is just on holiday. Josh I think it might be, Chase, because he's not getting the Arsenal job. <sighs> oh, well, Julian, I'm sorry, bro. 
I'm sorry, but you know, you're not Mickey Arteta, are you? And we can't go Viva Nagelsmann. Oh, doesn't work. Just doesn't work, Joe. Doesn't work, bro. Um, are you talking to your offspring? Are you talking to Esther, Danny? Oh, she's got alcohol. She's busy waving it at me. She's got some Prosecco and some fake Baileys. Good girl, good girl. Um, get your own place, get you drunk, get your pants off. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. We're podding. We're podding. Sorry, sorry, Jace. Good girl, Sean. Good girl. You're on the. Oh, Jesus. She's going to get. Oh, it's not going to end well, is it? No. Right, Sean, bugger off. Love you, but bugger off. Um, oh, update from Julian Nagelsman. He says yeah. they interviewed me for the job. I bought the house in London. Oh, shit. Sorry, bro. It's a, it's, a, it's a good investment. You know, you, you can rent it out. You'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Sean asks the question. We're going to answer that in a bit, Sean. We really are. I like that a lot. Um, Dan, who was your choice for manager and your thoughts on Mikel, please? I, I did like the idea of Julian Nagelsmann and people like that. Someone who is young, who's going to have new ideas, who's going to come in and get it done. But I've said every time that people have asked, I had no idea who I want. And I'm still not sure who I want. I don't think I'm qualified to say, have any opinion on who I want. If I did, Tony Adams would have been manager years ago and we'd be playing in the conference. So um, what I wanted is uh, of no relevance to it all because I, I really don't know. Players-wise, I have a better idea of things. But when it comes to a manager... But then I can't really say that Arteta isn't going to be a good manager because although he's never managed a game in his life, Chris has got more managerial experience. Even bloody Richard Cactus has got more managerial experience. He's literally, and that means exactly, never managed a game of football in his entire life. Maybe not even a he football has. game. When? He managed against Lyon. Um, uh, some, some, is that the Lyon, somebody in the Champions League? It was, was never confirmed, was it? That was the, that was the rumour. Oh, uh, did he come in in a, in a washing basket and was he wheeled in un, in the undercover? Look, look, ultimately, okay, you know, Pep was at the stadium ban. That's just the way it is. You you um, don't need to you don't need to physically manage a team to understand how to manage a group of players. I don't think. I think you can if you're learning day to day and you're shadowing some of the best people. Sometimes they're the best managers because they haven't got they're not tainted by the past. So. I I get what you mean, but the experience thing for me, I mean, you know, you can get the most experienced manager in the world. If it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. Bang on. I'm talking of past and not good fits, okay, um, from a previous manager, from Mr Unai Emery. Um, and he, st- he, he, he says on uh, Mikel Arteta, he really is prepared to make that next jump. He has been at Arsenal before. He, that sh- Unai, this is the problem, bro. He has been at the Arsenal before. That's where you went wrong, Unai. You messed it up. Um, he's been in the Premier League and he has been working with Pep Guardiola. I do believe this is a good decision and I would also like it to be a good decision. I think that's a very good point, okay? Um, what we believe personally and how things will develop are two different things. Um, I think Chris made a great point earlier on. Mikel will not take any nonsense from people. This is a guy who works hard at his football. Okay, this is a guy who really, really puts effort into it. Um, he's renowned for taking no nonsense. He's also got the blessing of Mr. Aaron Ramsey. Fantastic appointment by the Arsenal. Always knew Mikel would go on to be a top manager. Good luck, my friend. But I'm sure you won't need it. He seems very popular, Dan. He seems very popular with everybody, doesn't he? He does. We have a little bit of inside information, Jace, that, that we, we got from the press conference about who his first um, appointment as backroom staff is going to be, isn't it? We got word from Canada. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I saw you, this. You know, didn't you, Chris? Tell Jace tell who, who's going to be a t- his first uh, um, appointment as his backroom staff. Well, rumour has it that our very good friend uh, OG, Mr. Uh, Mr. Brother Jeff, is he's convinced that Pep will be the first uh, first <laughs> under, uh, yep. to coach under under Mikel. Yes, Xavi um, Alonso is is the actual talk, isn't it? That's that's the talk. Xavi Alonso is. It, it, it looks like um, Freddie staying. He, he, you know, I hope so because he he got thrown a massive. A massive loaded grenade launcher without the safety on in a bucket of grenades, didn't he? I mean, in all honesty, Chris, I'm disgusted. 
Yeah. He was hung out to dry, wasn't he? Oh, I, well, what, you know, what he... he <laughs> look, I do not want, I want to talk in this podcast about what happened to Freddie because I'm so bloody angry about it. Okay? I, I've, I've got to be honest with you. Sean Leahy... Sean, Sean Leahy annoys me more than fucking anybody. Excuse my French. But that greasy git, okay? He is one fraudulent son of a bitch. And... The sooner he's out of our club, the better. Okay, you know you don't do that, to people. You there's surely there's people out there to help Freddie. You know, I mean, when he's going to do the water bottles and everything, it's ridiculous. But sorry, that's not you wrong me up then. Sorry, you just oh. Um, Ask but- Blog talks about it well today on his podcast. He mentions the fact that he had Pear and our backup goal um, backup goalkeeping coach helping him on yeah. the bench, and that was it. And those people were taken away from their normal daily jobs to come and help him. So that's, that's always a good listen, Evander. Yeah, and when he turns around and says, "This is the Arsenal," it's a different kind of knock. I tell you what needs to be a different kind of knock: knocking you out, Joel, because you are a charlatan, my friend. Um, so, so let's let's go back to our theatre. Doesn't take any nonsense. Known as a disciplinarian, um, known as somebody who um, you know will, will bring a bit of discipline to the club. That not bothered about making friends. Done coaching wise. Do you expect everybody to improve under him? Do you think it's going to be a slow process? Do you think it's going to be an overnight thing? What do you think? Well, one thing I do hope is that he doesn't copy Pep's idea of playing your defensive midfielders at centre-back and leaving your best centre-backs on the bench because that has been an absolute nightmare. But I think uh, tactics-wise, it's going to be quite similar to what we've already got. You can't go and change the entire thing around. Although all season we haven't had... Um, I mean, what did, what did Emery go? Something like eight eight or nine games in a row where every time you had a different line-up, a different formation, a different set of players. So I think whatever whatever's line-up that um, Arteta... Someone said they love the way that you say Arteta. <laughs> um, yeah, so no matter what um, lineup he, he goes for and tactics and formation, we are going to have seen that at some point during the season because it's impossible for him not to. But I would think that possibly, would it be right to say that he's going to kind of copy what the, the the formations and the tactics that we saw at Man City because that's what he's learned, that's what he's seen, has won. We kind of have the players to play in those positions, but the the big talk is... We have got we have got caviar up front, and we've got bread and butter at the back. So we need to sell some of that caviar to sort yeah, but, out. But, our back. The big question is how long will we have caviar up front, Chris? Uh, regard with regards to the playing style, mate. I don't see him copying Pep. I see Mikel. You know, I, I see him forging his own, plowing his own field, so to speak, and finding his own way to suit the players we have. What are your thoughts, mate? I hope so, because the style of Pep has got a shelf life and um, and that might upset a few people, but I don't care because it's a fact. Um, you know, this the, the Pep came in with this philosophy of, of maximum possession, retaining the ball slowly but surely, and especially this season, teams are working that out. Um, and not just teams like Liverpool, teams like Palace, teams like Wolves, teams like, you know, little teams, Tottenham. Um, but... You know, there there comes a time Mourinho has gone through it, and I don't want to give him any credit, but you have to, to a degree. Um, his his old-fashioned methods didn't wash at United. He's come back to Spurs. Okay, it's early days. But you can tell he has changed his style. He's changed his way of, of thinking. And and Mikel needs to do that. Um, and and he he's, a, he's an intelligent guy. He will know that the very first thing people are going to say is, you know, he's Spanish. He's worked under Guardiola. You know, all, all the all the um, the journalists um, and and John Cross will all ask him the same question um, <laughs> in the next couple of days: uh, how to lose a virginity in John's case. But um, they'll all ask the same question. You know, are you going to play the the the, uh, the ticky tack away? Are you going to pep Arsenal up? You know, um, the the only thing I would say is if he does play the the the, uh, the Guardiola way. Um, then we might as well keep the defenders we've got because you know who needs defenders anyway. But but in all seriousness, I hope he comes in. I hope he puts his own stamp on things. I think the first thing he needs to do is what I would sort of call the George Graham effect. He, he just needs to get them drilled, get, get them back to basics. I think Freddie talked about that in his recent interview when he said that he was you know trying to get things organised and get structure. Um, I think I think Mikel needs to have some good people around him. 
I think he needs to have a lot of support off the pitch, and that includes getting rid of the virus that is a certain platforms outside the stadium. Um, I think that involves taking the players away from that, and I include Aubameyang in that. I, I'm not, you know, what his brother's views are, that's his brother's views. What I don't really like is, is I think Alba is slightly drifting into that, just trying to please social media side more than his football. And I think Mikel needs to get players like that back on, on side. Not just Alba, you know, there's other players as well. I said Jacker, you know, needs a bit of a rocket. Um, you know, Lacazette needs to find his best form again. And those defenders need coaching. And and I, I, one one thing I would love to see Mikel Arteta do is, is and I know we all clamoured for this years ago, um, I'd love to see him bring someone like a Martin Keown back to the club, whether it be a short term to the end of the season or just for a few weeks, and just get some defensive coaching into those players because we all know what we're going to get from David Luiz, from Socrates, from from Mustafi, but they're not bad players. Yeah, sure, they're not top tier, but they're not bad footballers. You know, they can all play a pass, they can all make a tackle, they can all work a defensive line. Um, you know, even our fullbacks. Just teach them to be fullbacks, and and if that means getting in some experienced hands to do that, do it. So, yeah, um, I've gone around the houses a bit there, but I, in short, no, I, I, I think Mikel will put his own stamp on it. Uh, I, I, I do think it'll be expansive. I do think he'll want to play to our strengths because our strength is at the top end of the pitch. Um, but I, I hope he gets a tune out of that midfield and defensive area as well, and and just solidifies us a little bit more. I, I think it's an interesting point. I I, I agree with the defence. Okay, I think a lot. I think we're all bidding off players far too easily. I think good coaching and a good setup will help a lot of them. If you look at them, Staffy Premier League is only Premier League experience in, in uh, uh, performance this season. The two goals, he didn't dive in. He's been criticised so much for diving in and and, and making rash challenges because he always thinks he can win the ball. When he stands up and gets back into a defensive position to block and the ball goes in off him, you know, he, he slaughtered for it. Yet if he'd have dived in and given the penalty away, do you know what I mean? He, he, they can't always be perfect challenges. And whether it be Luis, Socrates, holding Chambers, it doesn't really matter. But we have to get more out of what we've already got. And, uh, you know, Keon did it with um, Juru and who's the Swiss lad just retired? Senderos. Senderos. Yeah. You know, help us get to a Champions League final with those guys. And that was um, uh, a key on helping the defence out. So, Dan, um, the midfield for me is a really, really, you know, danger area for us because I think, you know, this is where most of our problems come from. We don't move the ball on quickly enough, we don't get forward quickly enough. You're seeing youngsters being flayed because the, the system doesn't suit their style of play. Um, we've seen Gwendozi, Willock, everybody suffer. Okay. Do you think he's going to get a turnover of players in there? Or do you think he can get a turnover of the guys we've already got? Being a midfielder and playing, I was looking at this and uh, the only players that are at the club now that they were when Arteta left in the summer of 2016, Ozil, Chambers, Bellerin. I think that's it. And Elneny, who's out on loan. So there's hardly anybody there that he's played with. I'm not sure how, I know when he came to Arsenal, he kind of sacrificed his career because of the, the problem that we've got now. Because when he came to Arsenal, we didn't have a DM. He was the Aaron Ramsey of Everton. He was the one who got forward, created goals, scored goals, was allowed to go and play free and do whatever he wanted. And when he came to Arsenal for £10 million after the 8-1 thrashing, he, he had to sacrifice his career and no longer play that role. He, had to, he was the one who was playing the kind of, not a defensive midfielder, but more the uh, getting back and getting stuff done, holding midfielder and all that kind of stuff. And that took its toll on him because he spent, quite as soon as he joined us, he spent quite a lot of time out injured. The five seasons he was with us, the last two, he virtually played no yeah. games because of all the injuries. So he's going to realise what, what that did to him as a player, playing the wrong players in the wrong positions. And he's going to hopefully say to Terea, you your job, my old fruit, is to guard the back four. Xhaka, your job is to get the ball from him 
bring it into midfield, pass it around. Also, break up play in the middle of midfield because you're a nutcase. So is Torreira a nutcase. Guendouzi, you need to be more um, um, positionally disciplined and you've got all the, the, the tools in your footballing bag to do any job you want because you are, you look at a heat map for Guendouzi, the entire pitch is everywhere. If you can if you can hone that down to be more refined and stick to some more positions because we still don't know what Guendouzi is. Is he attacking? Is he is he a creative? Is he is, is there, he can't he can't spend the rest of his career running around like a blue ass fly. And so hopefully Arteta will see what happened to him in his career and we'll see what's happening to these other players and say to them, right, Urzel, if you if you're gonna play, you can't just stand on the on the, the last third of the pitch and wait for the ball. Because ninety percent of the time that's what Urzel does. But when I said in a tweet, I was talking to someone yesterday about Urzel, I said Urzel does generally excite me when he's in our third when the, the opposition is the third of the pitch and he gets the ball because you think, hold on, something's going to happen here. And he's had seven games in the Premier League, played nearly every minute of those games apart from when he was subbed off recently. And hopefully Arteta will see that kind of thing, having played with him. And he wasn't, he played with him during Arteta's, I mean, uh, during Ozil's best one and a half seasons that he's had with us. So maybe he, he'll be able to see what is needed from the other players and get the best out of Arteta. I mean, out of Ozil, hopefully. Or book him a plane ticket to Houston in January, one of the two. Yeah, something like that, isn't it? It's, it's really <laughs> difficult to now. I'm no, trying no, to be no. positive. Sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be negative at all, but I, I look at I look at sort of Willock and Gwendoos, and I think these guys and, and the whole of our defense, these guys need a lot of coaching. These that you know, there's plenty of talent there, and there's there's plenty of um ability there, but we need to, we need to put it in the right places to fl- flourish because it's been allowed to so with at the moment and and you know the pressure these the, the players must be under must be horrendous because for as much as there's there's consternation with certain players about social media etc there are guys who genuinely care and genuinely put 100 percent in there who are playing poorly and must be feeling it and Can so you know, yeah yeah crack away pal something that's really really got my goat this week um well, actually, it's two things, but they're both linked together. Um, after the Man City game, a lot of people, uh, to put on Danny's point, a lot of people got on the back of, in particular, Gunduzi, um, which I thought was, you know, wasn't his best game. Of course it wasn't. But I think people have got very short memories. And that bled into my other point, which was the... I'm hearing a lot of people, and I've, I've listened to a lot of what I would class as good-level podcasts, you know, people who have good good professional speakers and, and people with good footballing knowledge who have talked utter nonsense about this squad that we have and this idea that we've got a bad squad. Yeah, I agree um, with that. You know, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we've got uh, an elite Champions League winning squad. But our squad is no worse than Chelsea, than Man United, than Spurs. You know, Liverpool and Man City are streets ahead, but Man City have got no defenders. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I just think that that we we haven't put enough emphasis on, uh, and we as fans have a have a duty to this as well. We haven't put enough focus on the fact that these players have been rudderless. They've been chiefless. You know, I, I'm a big fan of of someone like Hector Bellerin, but towards the end of Unai Emery's reign, you know, it comes out in the press that he's outright taking the piss out of the manager. You can't have that. And no. and how long was that going on for? You know, Chris, you, this, this is the thing. So I want to come in on you here. So I, I really want to develop this because I think it's important for Arteta going forward that you know he gets this right but when you look at throughout last season and I'm sorry but we could see you know what was coming last season let alone early days of this okay and it's really difficult for young players and I don't you know me I don't mind slagging any of them off okay they get they get called on performance it doesn't mean they're bad players it's the performance they put in. But if you're not put in a position to flourish, if you're not put in a position to help each other, and, you know, let's be honest, some like Gwendouzi, who's, you know, you're 19, 20 years of age, the same with um, uh, with Joe, with Chris Willock. So Joe Willock, sorry. Joe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Joe, with Joe Willock. These are young guys. They've got plenty of energy. They've got plenty of potential. But they, they, they throwing them into a, a bad situation... Is just gonna have a negative impact on them going forward, where we want to be really putting them in a place, place sorry, to gain confidence, 
to flourish and to develop properly. So, you know, God love Unai Emery. You know, it, I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think it was the wrong job for him. But with Mikel Arteta, he would have been through all this. He will understand. He will understand the club. He will understand the coaching process. He he knows Pear. He knows Freddie. So surely we should, you know, we're in a good position here for this guy to come in and make positive changes for these youngsters. Your thoughts, please. Yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, like I was saying there, I, I don't think it's a bad squad. I, I do think, I think he, he, it's not always about coming in and rolling with an iron fist and just throwing everything out and, and you know, starting everything from afresh. But to a degree, some of that has to happen with this club. We, we've been slowly but surely um, going sour for a long time with, with that sort of source of milk that's been left out for one day too long. You know, it needs it needs a shake up. It needs a, a regime, and I think I think this is where I feel for Freddie because he you could you can see by that West Ham performance and the reaction of the players that most of them, if not all of them, are on board. But they need they need direction. They need confidence, and and some of them need a cuddle, which is fine. But that only gets you so far. And and you, when you come in as a new manager, and this is where I, I quite like the Arteta appointment in that he is. He's coming in at a time where the pressure isn't going to be too high because our season is already in, in you know, tatters. And it doesn't mean it can't end well, but it, it's not in a good place. Only seven behind, seven points behind uh, Champions League places. I didn't realise that. Yeah, which, you know, to be fair, if you just said that to us six weeks ago, you'd have laughed. But look at Chelsea. Make that. Lost, they lost three out of the last four, haven't they? Yeah, but we've got to win our games. That's the problem. <laughs> it's all right, other teams are losing. But, but, but yeah, I, I think he comes in at a good time. And I think he I think he needs to be... He almost needs to use this season as not a write-off because that Europa League is winnable. And that, that for me, needs to be the focus. And if we're sat here in February and we're still eighth or ninth, then for me, you switch the roles. You put the first-choice goalkeeper in for the Europa League and you put all your focus on that. Maybe look at a cup run. But... Yeah, for me, it's all about first steps now for Mikel. It's all about the, the impact he has, the, the the things he brings in. And sometimes when you come into a club, especially, you know, this isn't, we're not talking about Forest Green Rovers here. We're, we're talking about Arsenal, one of the biggest clubs in world football, you know, where the spotlight is going to be turned heavily on them. You need to go in and, and make that point straight away. Um, and, and I think that was... We talked about the communication issue with Ian Emery. I think that's the biggest problem he had. Because he couldn't get his message across, I think the players just gave up. And that included the younger players. Mikel needs to get in there from, from, from the off and say, right, you know, all of you have got a clean slate. You're all going to get an opportunity. You're all going to get the chance to play, you know, the right positions and, and the right places. We're gonna, we are going to, I hate this term, but have an identity. Um, and, and I think and the, the one thing that I think we need to start doing um, and this is probably one thing he might actually bring from Man City, is we need to be more streetwise as a club. And that includes things like the tactical fouling. We're behind so many teams in this league because we don't learn from our mistakes. How long do we play out from the back and concede goals before somebody realises that we're not good enough to do that? Just because you've got one centre-half who can play a 60-yard pass doesn't make a damn bit of difference if his first touch is that of a donkey. You know, you have to be sensible in how you apply yourself and, and how you set up. Um, and I, I, I just hope that those players are left uh, are given a chance to flourish. We haven't seen the best of Danny Ceballos yet. Um, and I think he'll come good under Arteta's leadership. Um, I do think Torreira will be a better player if he's played in the position that he's actually good at. I, I'm personally, I, keep, I go back and forth on this, but I'm kind of done with Meza. I just, I can't see how this, how this team works with him in it. I just can't. I think too much has gone on. Too much water under the bridge. As much for it as him as, as us as a club, he needs to move on. Um, and those defenders, you know, that as we said before, need to be coached. But they, they, they need some protection as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and they do, and and, and they and they do need to be. Um, I, I think that the the players need to be given that shot of confidence, but not for the sake of it. They need to be praised when they do things well, yeah. and when they don't do things well, they need to be in next day on double training sessions and, and there needs to be a, a a stronger amount of discipline in that change room because to me it's a little bit like the inmates running the asylum of late and dan 
I think it's a good point that um, uh, Chris has just made, and, and actually, uh, Arteta spoke about it in the conference earlier on, accountability. Uh, you know, we don't seem to have had much accountability over the past, um, under Unai's reign, unfortunately, um, you know, you would get, um, uh, you know, Ozil would get dropped by the people putting equally poor performances, would retain their places. Are you expecting to see a real sea change in that? But bearing in mind, our squad is pretty thin as well. How is he going to have to make the best out of what he's got? Well, luckily, we have a young Spanish player. I remember when Hector Bellerin came through, we got him from Barcelona, then La Messiah. We, have, uh, we did the same thing to last season or the season before that. Joel Lopez, a wonderful left back. He's only 17. Um, George Bird was talking about him, saying that he is the only... I mean, he listed all the people who can play at left back. But for me, personally, I, w I wouldn't mind seeing him getting a, um, a few games as a substitute because we need something at that left back. Um, it's Kalasnic is the only one we've got who can play in that position at the moment, isn't it? The rest of them all out injured. Uh, or, or they've been... <laughs> someone made one of the, the funniest tweets I've seen this week. They said, we sold Monreal, who we need now, and we got less than what Herzl gets paid a week in wages. So, so what was the point in that when we knew that we had a bloke coming from from from, um, from Celtic who's been injured quite a lot? But yeah, I, I think that's crystal ball time. You know, I mean, no, it, it was logical. Why get rid of him? We got we didn't need the money. Oh I mean, yes, he wanted to go, but if he started the season, and if you start the season with a club, you should be prepared to stay there for the rest of the season. It was a mental decision letting him go. But, well, it was more it was more mental to let Kashani go, but that's an argument for another day. But yeah, yeah, he's uh, <laughs> the uh, Bulgarian giving saying Kalasnac is injured. I did wonder why George was uh, tweeting all of that. Like he's yeah. out till Dard oh, man. BH Justin said he's out till January. Yeah, late January as well. By the sounds of it, I can't remember how he got injured. I know Jack got um, to the head. He got caught up in a tackle against Man City, didn't he? Turned an ankle. Was that their rotational fouling nonsense? More than likely, yeah, yeah, more than likely. Mm. And, and yeah, maybe alone is the way to go for that in January. But I think throwing in, a, throwing in a kid at that age, I think, is risky. I think you're more likely to see what Freddie's been doing. I think you're more likely to see a Saka or a, an Ainsley mate than Niles revert to a fullback <sighs> position for the time being. Because I just don't. I mean, who else do you play there? Um, you know, if it was right back, you could move Mustafi out there, for example. But left back, we like you say, we just don't really have that that defensive cover. Um, there, there, there's, pl there's plenty of really difficult situations for, for Arteta that's gonna, that are going to face Arteta in, in, in his first few weeks. Mm. Um, you spoke about the loan market there, Chris. So uh, do you know of any sort of decent quality left-backs or right-backs or, 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 or athletic midfielders out there who we could possibly be, bring in that could do a job for six months? Yeah, I mean, it won't surprise you to know there's quite a few in France. Um, you shock me. You shock me. I know, but and well, I mean, the one thing about the French market is it's often cheap if you if you shop around. Um, the the one that immediately leaps to my mind in terms of left back is Levan Kazava at PSG, who is not getting game time at the moment and is I wouldn't say surplus to requirements, but he's just not playing for PSG. He's an experienced French international you know has his flaws don't get me wrong and he's certainly better going forward than defensively but that's no different to what we've got already so um you know that would be one that would would jump to mind but i mean there's i think there's players you could get probably on a premier league loan i mean mikhail's going to know players well um should we just get Leighton baines for, for shits and giggles but no I, th I think there's i think there's players that you could look at I, I, reading the the website interesting comments from raul i think the interviewer asked him about would you be busy in the transfer window? Because they'd said it wasn't a strategically good time to shop. Um, well, strategically, we might need players because we haven't got any left. So, you know, we might have to dip into that market. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it all depends. If Kolasinac is back in the new year, you try and muddle through and you go again. I think Tierney is going to be a bit longer, depending on how yeah. that shoulder is, because that Theo did it, didn't he? And he wasn't ever the same on that shoulder. So you've got to be careful with those. Um, but, yeah, the, the loan market is there. There's plenty of talent about, and it's just you know, what you want to do, um, who we might ship out as well. That's an interesting one because there might be some players that, you know, there may well be an option to uh, to bring in. And we've got William Saliba coming in at the end of the season. Before anyone asked, um, there isn't an option to bring him in earlier. So that's not going to happen unless we pay a big fee, which we weren't going to do. So, yeah, there's, there's options, but um, it, it would be a cheap deal. I don't think we would go out and buy 
you know, because when you've got those two left backs back, you don't need the third left back, do you? So, no, no. This, this is the thing. I mean, you know, look, at the moment, you know, this January, we know the cash situation, what we know what it is. Okay, the loan market just for coverage, just to get us through January, you know, it, it's perfect. You know, we don't need them to be superstars for 10, 12 games. You needed four to six games more often than not. Danny, I'm back to, I'm gonna, I really want to concentrate on Arteta now for the next 10 minutes and then we'll do a couple of questions. One thing we haven't mentioned that I'd ask, like to ask you about, Jace, he signed a three and a half year deal. That does show some kind of confidence in him. I mean, if Emery, a proven manager with a track record of winning stuff, only got a two with a one as an option and he's been given a, a virtual four year contract because of the, or four season contract. What does that say about how much people believe in him? No, it doesn't say what, anything about what people believe. No, Arlen, sorry, I'll shut up. Look, look, my, my point is, we're in the caca. We're up to our neck in crap, okay? We've been left in a position where, um, you know, there's, rebe- there's, there's rebellion amongst the fan base. You know, people aren't happy. The way they've treated um, uh, Freddie and sold him out down the river with a lack of support in what they've done. Raul Sunley, he his head's on the block. Make no bones about it, you know. This guy's facing some awkward questions because he has shit the bed. And he's not just done it in an incompetent manner. He has, he's just burned the house down. Okay? And we are where we are now. Now, they've gone out. Maybe they couldn't afford Allegri. Maybe they couldn't persuade Pochettino. I, I don't know, okay? But well, they're going to want money, aren't they, to come in and, and buy lots of expensive players. They've got a reputation to keep up. And, and these guys, they, you know, they, they carry more kudos. They, they carry more. They, you know, they, they, they have substance to them. And this is not having a pop at, uh, at Mikel Arteta. Now he's here. I, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the Arteta train. I really am. You know, um, like I, when, when Unai Emery turned up, I was on the Unai Emery train. You know, he's our manager. I want him to do well, but he has to deliver. Now. You know, he's leaving City, a very lucrative post at City. He can demand what he wants, okay? Because we are in the car car. Make no bones about it. And they had to make it. They had to make a signing at ASAP. Because otherwise, yeah, if imagine going to the Christmas period, you lose at Everton, you lose at United, you lose at Chelsea. Okay? Imagine the pressure that Raul Sanlehi and Edu would be under. I don't know if you, if any of you haven't watched the video, go on to Arsenal player and Edu and um uh, and Sunley have been interviewed. And I'm, I swear to you, it's more puff piece bollocks, corporate nonsense. Edu looks like he's off his tip. Okay. Sunlehi, it's not the same Sunlehi did the V9 interview. Did you just say Edu's off his tits? He looks like he's off his tits there, you know, he looked really <laughs> He's I know it's Christmas, Jace, but that's what managing Arsenal does. He's chewing gum. He's, he, he does not look happy, okay? But go and have a look at it. Make your own minds up, okay? But this is where we are. But I want to constantly go back to Mikel Arteta now. He's got the job. He is the Arsenal manager. Dan, um, you know, to be fair to him, he represented us really well as a player. Honourable guy. Did his job. Um, was excellent in the way he, he, he captained the side. Unfortunately, injury took it, took the, the latter part of his career away from us. What are you hoping from him? I am hoping that the fans will give him the respect and the time he deserves. Um, well, up with a donation, and he says, needed patience and investment. Hello, Ed, and hello, Ed's granddad. Granddad, we love you. Um, so yeah, the the, uh, the time and uh, Arsenal fans have to realise, like you were saying, Jace, we're knee high in shit. No, we're chin high in shit, and uh, no one's coming to help. So he has to work with what he's got. We've got um, eleven days until the transfer window, or twelve days until the transfer window opens. Then we will hopefully see, like Chris was saying, that possibly some loans. I don't think there's going to be the, um, the 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 infamous war chest. Of 150 million quid or any amount of money, I think the club have played out so much money in wages and transfer fees for the players that we've got. It's going to have to be loans, or it's going to have to be players out before players come in. And luckily, we've got a few players that are worth some money that we should be able to get some money for them. 
I know in years to come, we're going to look back and go, we had a bum young and Lacazette at the club and we did nothing. But that's that's a whole other another a therapy session. <laughs> yeah, but I want to concentrate on 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 I am. Yeah. I don't trust what I'm talking about. Shut up. Get back in your box. Get on there. Don't get Ramsey out because I've got Ramsey's uh, nemesis here. If you do, beat you to it. <laughs> this is um. <laughs> this is this is Podolski. <laughs> None of you have got a Hello Kitty mug, though, have you? <laughs> I, I do have Hello Kitty. Right, this is, this is right, okay, Chase, I'll get on with it. Yeah, he needs time. He needs to, the players to listen to him, and he needs to be harsh. And if people don't do what he wants to do, they need to be out of the club, frozen out. Like like we've seen with Ozil, that worked with him for a while. And then it seems like the dressing room, there's problems in the dressing room. Our mate Drew has already pointed out that when things go bad and you have a bummer young round, he can be a bad influence in the dressing room. Ozil is um, just permanently got the hump. He doesn't seem to be doing it. He needs to rely on the young players that he's got coming through and try and re- remember his career and what he did in his career as a midfielder. And then because I think if we've got the players, we can sort out a midfield, maybe one or two loans or buyers in January and get rid of all the dead weight. I know Sophie keeps saying it, but we need to get sell everyone and start again. But in time... Needs time, Chris. I mean, I I don't think I can add a lot to that really. I I must admit I'm not on board with the idea of of wholesale changes because I don't think that helps any club. Um, I just would, I, I would just like to see us move on the players that I don't think it's worked for. I don't think it's worked for Jacker. Um, I, I say I'm, I'm not saying it can't work for Meza, and and by all means, you know, it'd be good. It'd be interesting to see what what Mikel plans to do. Um, but I think the thing that worries me with Meza is that there, there's always an excuse. There's always something to justify a bad performance. And then, you know, the, the fans all clamour for him to come back in. He comes back in and then it happens again. And I, I just feel like maybe that, that horse has bolted, um, you know, but, but that aside, those two, you know, maybe a couple of fringe players that again, are they really sort of good enough? I think we need to give someone like Savios to the end of the season because he, you know, he got an injury and he hasn't really been given the chance to to play play through that. Um, the Lacazette and the Bamian contract situations are a concern. Um, you know, as you both know, I love Lacazette to bits, but if he doesn't want to sign a new contract, you have to look at resale value. He's the one with the value. Um, and Aubameyang's the wrong side of 30 now. So, you, you know, he is going to be declining as the years go on now. So, again, you've got to be careful there. And you've certainly got to look at what you've got coming through. Um, and But other than that, as I said, it, as I said earlier, it's not a bad squad. And and it just it just needs the right direction, the right coaching. Um, Mikel's saying all the right things. You know, you'd expect him to. These players are all PR, PR trained. But, you know, he's saying the right things. Um I know some people are questioning, oh, you know, he, he's coming back. He's not an Arsenal legend and all that. Bollocks. If you if you play for Arsenal and, and you gave everything you could for that shirt, then you're a legend. You know, if you're William Gallas, you're not. But yeah. if you, you know, if you, if you, Mikel had some injuries, that unfortunately, you know, we didn't get his best years, but he also did put in a bloody good period of time when he was with us. Um, a lot's been made of that interview with the tears and that, but you can tell it means to, something to him. And every single player that's come through this club has always said, it's a club you never forget. And it's a club you feel is a part of you. And I think Mikel on that regard is a good fit. Um, and, and the only other thing I would add is if, if you are, I know not everyone is uber positive. I know not everyone sees the glasses half, half full like I do in terms of Arsenal, but if you're, you know, if, if if you go if you go to games or if you're on social media and you've got doubts about whether Arteta is the right opinion, just do yourself and everybody who sits around you or everybody you interact with on your timeline, just do everyone a favour and just shut up. Just keep your views to yourself. You know, give him, give him the benefit of the doubt. And yeah, by all means, if we're sat in 16th place, you know, come April, fine. You know, I'll be the first to say it's not work, but. Let's not throw a manager under a bus and, and some of the people that are already going after him before he's even walked in the door because he's not a sexy appointment. Well, there's plenty of managers, you know, Nagelsmann being a prime example, who nobody heard of who've walked into jobs. And, and let's be honest, Barcelona didn't know Pep Guardiola was going to be a success when they employed him. 
you got to hey. give people time. Arsene Wenger. Exactly. I don't mind people giving their opinions. Okay? I don't mind people expressing oh, out. Okay? There's a way of doing it. Yeah, I question the appointment. I don't mind it. Okay, I've got a problem with that. What I have got a problem is with are people abusing him when, you know, he's gone for a job, he's got the job. It's not his fault that we're in this position. And people, you know, see, see you next Tuesday in off, okay? You know, it's, it's ridiculous. But there's one guy yesterday, I can't remember Mug's name, okay? But so he, there's a bar on the F off Arteta and what have you. And then he starts mourning about being a bit for expressing an opinion. You effing hypocrite. You're a mug, mate. You're an asshole. And to be fair, you're just an oxygen thief. Jog on, fella. Because, you know, it's, it's just pointless. I don't mind people. You know, we, we all have an opinion. Express it. You, you may not like it. You may love it. But when you're having a pop at the guy before he's even walked into the job, I'm, I beg his belief. Um, right, guys, we've got a couple of questions. So Sean asks, Jason, who annoys you more? Raul Sunley, he, Danny Ceballos or Socrates? By a country mile, Sean, it's Raul Sunley. He. I do not like him at all. Danny, Nicky Wilson asks, oh, no, 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 no. Um, Danny, Did you say earlier that no one had heard of Arsene Wenger? Not many had. Not many had. There was the headline, Arsene Who. Yeah. He may have done well at Monaco, okay, but let's be honest, Bernard Tappy is smashing in the bribes at the time at, um, <laughs> at Marseille, okay? I'm pretty sure a couple of those brown envelopes found their way to Georgie Graham. But oh, then he goes out to think, not many. I'd never heard of him, had you? Yes, of course I bloody had, because he, he was Gary Lineker's manager. He went and managed the same team that Gary Lineker was at. And uh, I remember um, him winning the league and the, league, the the cup in France and won the Empress Trophy in Japan. I knew he was. Mainly, the first time I heard of him, Glenn Hoddle was uh, saying how wonderful he was. Great, that's fine. I'm not interested. Question from John Bernstein. Louis comes from a Chelsea dressing room that was all about player power. Is he a problem off the pitch as well as on it? Well, we had Agent Check that ruined us from the inside. Now we've got Agent Louise, and together they are bringing us down. John, that means no, they're not. Don't worry, it's fine. Danny, piss flaps. What was that again, Dan? Champions League? You're not bothered about it? Fuck Champions League. It's all about the League Cup for me. (laughs) Chris, um, Mickey Wilson asks, is Saliba doing well in France this season? Uh, well, he plays, yeah, but he's injured at the moment. So, um, okay. yeah. Injured again? Uh, no, no, he's got the same injury. He's not due back to the new year. Um, but he's no, he's, he's developing very well. He's, he's thought of very highly. Um, the comparisons with Rafael Varane are a little bit, um, a little bit uh, ahead of their time at the moment, I think. Don't want to put pressure on the kid. Um, and we've already got one in, you know, in Ganduzi who we're, we've got as a project. So, yeah, uh, don't expect him to come in and be the new Beckenbauer, but yeah, he's he's definitely on the radar of a lot of um, a lot of uh, high-profile coaches and, and and people in the game who expect big things. So yeah, he's he's in the right place for the rest of the season, definitely. But to be fair, he's an eighteen-year-old centre back. He's a long-term project. He's yeah. a three to four-year project, bare bones. Yeah, bare bones. You know, and and to expect miracles from a kid like that is leaving the sea. That's actually. Him and Martinelli are my favourite role signings. Mm, yeah, Martinelli you know? is, is a, yeah, been, a, been a revelation, hasn't he, really? Yeah, And to be honest, they, you know, that's delivering, you know, in Martinelli's case, delivering way, way beyond um, uh, the timeline that he's expected to. Yeah. Um, David Keith asks here, what realistic defenders should Mikel get? To be honest with David, the first thing he needs to do is concentrating is concentrate on coaching the ones we have and finding a midfield set that protects them a little bit. After that, I think we're looking at summer for that, if, if, unless we can get a good loan sunny in. Pat Brady, Sean asked, would I go for a drink with Raul Sunley? I replied, no. Pat Brady asked, would you do it if it was a free drink? Pat, no. And I'm a right slag for a free drink, so that tells you how much I dislike the man. Um, that's it. We've been going for 50 minutes, guys. Let's, let's call it a day. Um, 
Arsenal Football Club have a new, sorry, the Arsenal Football Club have a new manager. His name is Mikel Arteta, ex-player. He represented the club with honour, to be fair to him. Unfortunately, age and injuries caught up with him. Um, he comes with recommendations from Pep Guardiola, Arsene Wenger, even Unai Emery. A lot of people talking him up. Let's not get on his back too early. Let's give him a chance. Um, he, the three of us here, he was none, neither of us had him as our, our first choice. But he's what we got. And good luck to the guy. He may not be our choice, but he could well be the right choice. This could be Raul's masterstroke. It could be the moment Raul Sunday earns his paycheck after selling Freddie down the river. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Chris, are you excited even though you're playing with your phone? No, I am. I'm, I'm just um, just just off taking a job that Mikhail's offered me, which is cool. Um, yeah, no, I am. I am. I, I genuinely am. I, I, I like you, Jace. I, I, I just, I just want what's best for this football club. And you know, I'm, I'm not going to deny it. It's been hard. Um, you know, we all have stuff that goes on in, in our own lives that, that maybe distract us from from football. But I've missed just, I've missed wanting to watch Arsenal games. Yeah. And I haven't. I found watching Arsenal games a bit painful. I'm not going to lie for a while, and, and that's not a knock at Emery because this has been going on for a while. You know, like you, Jace, I loved Arsene to his, his very last day on the premises. But for the past two, three, four years, it's been tough, and and I would just like to see some progression. Um, and and rather than looking at it as the you know Mikel, he hasn't managed blah 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 blah. Why not look at it from the other angle and say? What if next year we could be millionaires? To quote Del Boy, what if next year that we actually go? What if it actually goes really well? You know, and and the fans are actually happy, and we've got a buzzing, vibrant Emirates without people holding video cameras. Um, <laughs> you know, but what yeah. if? You know, and 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 it would be lovely to do a podcast like we have tonight, where it's upbeat and it's positive, and and people are enjoying their football and. Yeah, I appreciate the older I get, the less I enjoy watching uh, Premier League football. But it would be really nice to have something to look forward to again and be positive again and um, and get behind a manager who, you know, is one of our own. He is one of our own. You know, he is, he's an ex-player and it would be really good to see it work out for him. So I, I, I'm excited and, and I wish him the best of luck. And I, and I just to echo what I said earlier on, I really hope they keep Freddie. And I think Per Mertesacker will stay definitely because he had a different job. But I hope they keep Freddie and... And I'd love to see him add a couple of, of old players to that mix as well as his own people. i, I got to be honest, I was talking to a, a big Tottenham fan at the Welsh summer. Um, Did you watch afterwards? <laughs> he's a good guy, actually. He's a really, really good guy. Um, uh, but he was talking, he went to watch Tottenham under-23s against um, Arsenal's under-23s. He was talking, up, I think it was them, uh, Mavropanos was one and Medley was the other, I, th I think. I'm not sh I haven't checked the team sheets and he didn't know their names. But um, he said, it was amazing watching it. He said, you're an hour under 23 coach, shouting like a banshee, uh, confusing the players. Steve Bowen just spoke when he needed to. Brilliant, brilliant management, he said. And you compare that with Arsenal fans. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's never, nobody's, nobody's ever happy, are they? Danny, no. um, Mikel is the manager. Your thoughts, please, just to sign off. Good luck. You're going to fucking need it because this world is full of arseholes that will call you a Lego head nonsters for the attention. Yeah, I look. Um, yeah. I think um, they look like Corbinites. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it, guys. Uh, Chris, Dan, thanks for joining me. That's much appreciated. Nice to have you back, Chris. No worries, mate. I'm, well, you you might regret that because I'm, I'm back on again tomorrow. So sorry, everybody, in advance. After our seven nil defeat to Everton, we'll be all a picture of happiness and joy, aren't we? We're going to beat Everton tomorrow, guys. Mark my words. We're I agree. three one. We're yeah. Um, to, to the chat box. Thank you for joining us. Much appreciated. Apologies. It was a last. You know, we only decided to do this an hour ago. Um, so it wasn't slick, it was just honest. Mikel Arteta, good luck, fella. If you need any help, give me a shout. I'm cheap, I'm very cheap. 
Very cheap. Christmas cheaper, but yeah. we're more than happy to help. And let's get, let's hope it's, it's positive. Let's hope you can get a ball rolling and let's hope, you know, good times ahead for us all. Chat box, thank you for being part of it. Much appreciated. People, if you want to be part of the chat box, subscribe to the YouTube page. Click on the bell button and you will be notified whenever we go live. People, we need some five-star iTunes ratings. Come on, let's get going. Let's do it, please. Take care. Good night. Thank you so much. Keep it Mikel Arteta. Keep it Arsenal. Danny, switch this shit off. Viva Arteta. Viva Arteta. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business.